Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Happy Black Friday to those of you that celebrate. Also, take a look in the mirror. Don't celebrate that, weirdos. That being said, Thanksgiving. I'm sure you probably had some food. Guess who didn't? Me. But guess who did test positive? Negative. 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 Tested negative. <laughs> negative for COVID. Me. So, uh, yeah, good times, because we're about to talk about worst ones. Blizzard, looking at you. Finger guns. Hey, this is the Gamer Sue Podcast. Hey, I'm negative for COVID. Nice to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Dad. Uh, your weekly roundup of news and commentary related to the video game industry. Anything else that might pique our interest? Nah, that should be my thing. I'm going to try to say it faster and faster every time. Until you just get to the point where you're uh, terms and service at the end of a commercial. Yeah, yeah. Or like the auctioneer. <laughs> Maybe we should just do every podcast where we do that throughout the entire thing. And we get to the beginning of one and it's just... It's a word we're saying. And we get to the end and we're like, that's all, folks. <laughs> Porky Classic. pick it right up. Classic. Is there, uh, is there new releases this week? Not many. Okay. Not enough for me to f- completely forget to put them in the list or anything. Is there even any, though, like genuinely? Because I feel like there, they're probably There listening. are usually like one or two this week, but they're all, you know, entirely random. Hey, you know what? This week is about giving thanks and spending time with your family so uh and if you can't do that like me eat your heart out (laughs) where i was going with that is don't worry about buying video games this week (laughs) or if you're me buy more fill the void (laughs) fill the gap in my soul you know what's gonna be great as we joked earlier, when I have second Thanksgiving and none of you fucks do. Yeah. And it's going to be like a random Wednesday and I'm like, man, I can really go for some stuffing, some turkey, and I'm just going to go ham inside of a grocery store and just leave. I mean, and they'll be like, are you okay? And I'll be like, I'm having my own Thanksgiving. Maybe you can get everything on sale. Like, uh, it's super cheap. Oh, well, I just I don't have to fight with all the crazy people anymore. It's not like stuffing's only around once a year. Stuffing is underrated. I oh, like. agreed. But here's my here's my contention to that. OG stuffing. Just give me the original stuffing. I don't need any of this fancy shit that people have started doing. Like rice stuffings and Yeah, That's exactly. Crazy. Right? 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 Who does crazy. That? Who does that? We should do a um a tier list of Thanksgiving food. Thanksgiving foods. I feel like that would be some 
some heated debates. How much do we care about Blizzard? <laughs> do we want to do it now? I did. Um, we can end with that because we haven't done anything in seven days, so we can end with that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there you go. Look forward to new new content. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll say tier that. list Thanksgiving food tier list because I have two things Matt's not going to know what to do with. It's a possibility. There are going to be a lot of pies on that list. What are you feeling? <laughs> I'm feeling odds. All right. I skipped over new releases, so I'll start us off with a nightmare. That is Activision Blizzard. And number one. I'm going to burp. That's not allowed. I did it away from the mic, I hope. Number one, there's not a lot of exciting news this week, so let's kick it off with an update on the Activision Blizzard situation. The organization Girls Who Code announced the end of its partnership with Activision Blizzard, the nonprofit which promotes closing the gender gap within the tech industry, originally partnered with the gaming giant in 2018. Quote, the news about Activision proves that our priorities are fundamentally misaligned. We cannot, in good conscience, continue to work with a company that is so anti-ethical to our own values. End quote. Do I, I say anti-ethical, but I'm pretty sure it's an- antithetical. It isn't. I say it like it's got a hyphen in it. Antithetical. Is it antithetical? Because it wouldn't be like antithesis as well. I don't know if that's yeah, the same word. Yeah, I'm trying to work it out in my head, but I, I don't think I have a clear answer for that. Yeah. But I, I think know. you're right. Like, it feels like I said it wrong. I feel like I said it with a hyphen in it, but there's not one. Listen, we're not an English podcast. Digabagool. <laughs> do you want to swap back and forth on these ones? Yeah, yeah sure. We can do that. That's okay. I appreciate it. Uh, Bobby Kotick has reportedly said he would consider resigning from his role as CEO of Activision Blizzard if he cannot fix the many issues within the company's culture quickly. That's according to sources speaking to the Wall Street Journal, who told the publication that Kotick held a meeting with the Call of Duty publisher's top execs on Friday to address the latest problems they face. During the meeting, execs reportedly told Kotick that some staff would not be satisfied until he resigned. I would love to be in a position of power to the point where I could say, I'm going to go ahead and stop doing this podcast, Matt, whenever I feel like I want. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) as far as the podcast goes, you're in that position of power. I am. I am. As far as that podcast. As far as running a multi-billion dollar company. Yeah. And being responsible for more than just myself. Yeah. Different story. Yeah, I'm going to resign, but only when I feel like I can't fix anything. And spoiler alert, I for some reason think I always can. I just am baffled by this. Are we at this point? I now, just I feel now, like at this now, point, why not just call it quits? Because you have the, so much money. Because now the top is in their double down phase. They had the option. They had that option. They had the walk away option. And then they saw a 7-2 offsuit and went, you know what? I'm going to double down. And everybody at the table went, that's a losing hand. What the fuck is wrong with you? And they're like, I'm feeling good. Double down. And you're like, uh, uh, oh, I mean, okay, he, he has the most money here. I mean, if he wants to do it. And no one's questioning it. No, like the, even the dealer's like, dude, what are you doing? Walk away. He's like, nah, I'm feeling, I'm feeling lucky. Nah, I'm good, fam. Hit me. <laughs> Sorry, you're at 20. Yeah, hit me. Okay. And now we're all waiting just on that turn. Uh, the wait continues. 
I should not have started drinking a carbonated drink because I'm going to keep trying to burp. No, we're just continuing. I forget how long this one is. Nintendo of America president Doug Bowser. Still always funny to see the name Bowser commenting on ethical issues. Has commented on the ongoing situation at Activision Blizzard. As with Sony and Xbox, Nintendo's stance has been revealed through internal emails shared by Fanbyte and later confirmed by a Nintendo spokesperson. The email was sent to all of Nintendo of America staff last Friday, including those at internal developers such as Retro Studios and Next Level Games. Bowser wrote, quote, Along with all of you, I've been following the latest developments with Activision Blizzard and the ongoing reports of sexual harassment and toxicity at the company. I find these accounts distressing and disturbing. They run counter to my values as well as Nintendo's beliefs, values, and policies, end quote. He added that Nintendo has been in contact with Activision, and while offering no details, says the platform holder has, quote, taken action and is assessing others, end quote. So all those Call of Duty ports to the Switch you were hoping for, off the table. (laughs) Uh... Crash port, off the table. Spyro port, off the table. Ratchet and Clank, off the table. Different company. I'm curious what, like, the... All of them have referred to this idea of, like, taking measures. I'm really wondering what that means. You know what I mean? Like, what does that mean? I wonder if... uh, (laughs) Yeah, some of them... Some of them are clear. Like, they are obvious. Because I think Diablo is also on the Switch, so that might have some effect at some point or whatever. Mm -hmm. Or maybe they had future deals that they had kind of, like, worked out for upcoming games that they weren't talking about. And they said, ah, you know what? Actually, we're done. It'd be so, hard to believe, though, that they would do that because they'd be losing money, too. Yeah, there's. you would like to think that in a in a just world, they'd go, we're okay not taking your dirty money. At the same time, they're corporations. They live in dirty money. So, yeah. Anyways, um, Activision Blizzard's board of directors has announced the creation of a workplace responsibility committee to oversee its efforts to improve its culture. The committee will initially comprise uh, uh, comp- comprise two independent directors. There we go. From Activision's board, Don Ostroff, who will act as chair, and Ravetta Bowers. Uh, Ostroff has been an independent director at Activision's board since 2020 and is Spotify's chief content officer and advertising business officer. Uh, can we pause for a second? Sure. I love how all of these execs are like, it's like royal families in Europe. Okay. They're all incest. Yeah, yeah. They're all chiefs of everything else. Yeah. And like, one's clearly having sex with their sister. Exactly. Or cousin. Exactly or that. whatever they are. You royal got, families are weird, man. You got one exec who's, you know, on eight different boards or something like it's that. It's all going to be who's the Harry, you know? Yeah. Who who splits off to go find somebody else in a smaller game sev studio? <laughs> yeah, or who's um who marries into the indie game out of big big market CEO land? Who's uh is it Henry the fifth that chops off his wife's heads or is it the eighth? Eighth Henry the eighth. Who's gonna be Henry the eighth? Start lopping heads off. All right, moving on. Uh, <laughs> Bowers has been an independent director of the board since 2018. She previously worked as a teacher and administrator at the Center for Early Education for 44 years. What a random turn of events there. Uh, the committee. Yeah, there's no, there's no more uh, clear career path. 
yep, I was in early development and early education, and then I went, you know what, I'm going to lead a tech company. Uh, the committee will be in charge of overseeing, quote, the company's progress in successfully implementing its new policies, procedures, and commitments to improve workplace culture and eliminate all forms of harassment and discrimination, end quote. Wow. Uh, that includes requiring, quote, management to develop key performance indicators and or other means to measure progress and assure accountability, end quote. CEO Bobby Kodak, Chief People Officer Julie Hodges, and Chief Compliance Officer Francis Townsend will be expected to provide, quote, frequent progress reports. It would be funny if the two board members immediately went, all right, we agree that we need to do something better. By the way, Bobby, you're leaving. <laughs> and he just went, that's not how this works. And they went, no, that's why you formed us. The two of us, you, you, and you are all out. <laughs> Bye, Felicia. Um, kind of funny you, you say it the way that you worded that, because the whole, that's not how this works. I do we think these people have any actual real power other than no figure they are they are exactly figureheads meant to make good on shadow promises in the meantime while they await lawsuits that will actually strip all of them we're not cynical we're not realistic <laughs> turns out both of those things can be true and finally, the Entertainment Software Association, or ESA, has commented on the ongoing situation at Activision Blizzard. Quote, harassment, abuse, or mistreatment of any kind in the workplace is unacceptable and must never be tolerated. When allegations arise, people impacted need to have their voices heard. Any allegation needs to be acknowledged, thoroughly investigated, and addressed with meaningful consequences. The vitality of our industry requires that everyone in the workplace and in our communities feels valued and respected. As an industry association, the ESA convenes its member companies to create dialogue and shape actions to ensure that these beliefs are realized. That is a mouthful. That was a whole lot of marketing whole lot Lumbo of do jungle. better yeah do better guys <laughs> there'd be there'd be nothing better than just seeing a press release from these guys that just says do better activision blizzard and just points at you yeah that's kind of uh i mean i don't know it's it's one of those weird slippery slope slash how do you really handle it situations because like There's no, I mean, I guess the government entities that are suing them are the checks and balances against this. But That's like, what we're hoping we still haven't seen results of that to claim checks and balances. Yeah, because you have like the ESA, which like, you know, they're supposed to handle stuff like this, but really they don't because they don't have any real power in this regard. And Nintendo, Sony and Xbox release their statements, but like they're not really. You can't realistically you know, live in this world and expect them to hold Activision Blizzard accountable in a way that'll make them change because that would also hurt their bottom line. The funny thing would be, and it would probably bring massive legal action, but it would be, it would be a fun corporate fight of mm -hmm. going back to like Apple and app. Uh, yeah. Apple, <laughs> Apple and Epic. It'd be funny to watch these guys fight. If it came to the point where Microsoft said, okay, your guys products just aren't, aren't allowed on any of our systems. It just nixed windows and Xbox from them. And Sony went, ah, you know what? Yeah, we're out too. And until they like started doing what they wanted, and I'm sure there'd be massive lawsuits that would say you can't do that for the time being and yada yada. But it would just be really funny to watch them stranglehold their people and go, 
not until you're uh, you're done there. That that's kind of an interesting idea because like, what would they do if if they literally lost every platform that they could put games on? Linux. Yep. All right, number two. Wine and proton <laughs> for trying to get ways around it. I'm back. Uh, Steam OS. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Somehow Steam's like, now nah, we don't want that shit either. <laughs> uh, number two, Death Stranding developer Kojima Productions has launched a new division dedicated to music, TV, and film. Uh, based Ubisoft. In- <laughs> Ubisoft. I can't. I'll finish this first. Uh, based in Los Angeles, California, the new division is designed to take the game studios' games to other pop culture areas. The new team will be led by Riley Russell, who joins. That's not a real person. Who joins the company after a nearly twenty-eight year stint at PlayStation in various roles, including chief legal officer and VP of business affairs. They had Can a dog. You... They had a dog be the VP of business affairs. Yeah, Riley Russell. Can you imagine what Kojima would come up with as far as music, film, and TV? Can you can, imagine? Can we? No, because no one would. Listen, Westworld is as much of a mind fuck as like I get into. And I, you still can't have like full conversations with people that have watched all of it like I have. Because unless you start deep diving through a bunch of things, it gets insane. Kojima would just be worse. It'd be in, impossible to watch. That being said, it's also hysterical that your second line yeah the new division is designed to take the game studios games to other pop culture areas games that's plural they've made one game three times games (laughs) this is is the director cut of this song yeah is that how we're dividing that and then also you're taking them to other pop culture. Are you attempting to make a Death Stranding movie? Death Stranding metaverse. Oh, I see. Facebook partnership. I don't know, man. You get to put on this backpack that weighs 400 pounds and walk around your living room and this heads VR headset. <laughs> you get to carry Quick. around this baby in a bottle. Quick, find this expandable ladder and jump off a cliff. Ride a motorcycle. <laughs> Oh, weird. Quentin Tarantino's there. <laughs> that that whole game to me is so much of a fever dream that you're just like, yep, uh-huh, you're doing these things. Oh, I'm Norman Reedus. Oh, got a baby. That's a good way of describing Kojima games as a fever dream. Yes. I'm convinced that's how he comes up with them, is that he wakes up, he does acid, goes to sleep. I was going to say, do you think he does like peyote? Like, it's Kojima. Oh, yeah. He's got to do something weird, like peyote. Yeah, or, he's got to like... do something no one's doing. Any... Opium? Yeah. He has an opium den, like, in the studio, has an opium den. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's either that, or you know he's doing, like, hookah bars, and he's making a lot of, oh, bro, I'm so high right now comments, and everybody's just like, dude, this is you normal. You're just fucking weird, man. He's like, no, man, this hookah, though, I'm what so if... high. <laughs> what if Kojima really just, like, is like a really high end like designer drug maker and then he he comes up with game treatments but like based on like his like experimenting with fucking designer drugs so like really 
he's like a chemist and his office is a lab and then he just gets super mega high and then writes a quick treatment throws it out the door and then like continues on i like it i also love the idea that for some reason he is essentially alone in like a a photo room it's mm-hmm. like a like a red room yep and he's in there just kind of like writing all these things down and doing all this stuff and then he just throws something out the door to which the one guy is staring at like what's his next idea what's his next idea what's his next idea and they get it and then it just manifests itself further than he ever wrote it and now he has to answer it because he's dealing with a team that's never talked to each other yeah they're just making everything and he's like oh man it'd be kind of cool if you had to like deal with all these spirits you can't see and they're like what spirits you can't see dead baby monster energy norman Reedus is in it (laughs) (laughs) and then he's just like i don't know what to do anymore (laughs) uh and then he comes up with another idea, like entirely unrelated, but the team doesn't know that. He's like, ah, oh, man, Mad, Mad Mickelson, like leading a military. Okay, yeah, and he's kind of like this badass shadow creature, does like some spec ops looking shit. I'll send, I'll put that up on the board. And that same guy that's been waiting outside the door sees that note and goes, holy shit, he's chasing Norman Reedus. Oh, <laughs> and, and now, now Kojima's got to go answer that. He's like, oh, they're they're together i guess yeah sure they're together uh guillermo del toro he he watched the monkeys movie and he's like yeah (laughs) i like that and then the the guy's like yeah and he loves that baby and you're like what is this guy who are you people Uh, and it just becomes a game of telephone that he has to get to, he gets to the end of it and essentially has to go to all the press tours with just the information he was given through a game of telephone that where he's learning more about the game in each interview, they're like, "Yeah, so Norman Reedus," is it. and he's like, "He he is, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, he's the one that carries the baby." There's yeah, 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 yeah. He's like carrying the baby, and it's got like this pouch thing, right? Yeah, yeah. I've, I know the game. What? Are you, why are you looking at me like that? Ah, <laughs> uh, there it is. I like it. Number three, Niantic has raised $300 million to build the real world metaverse. It's all about the metaverse. I don't think real world and metaverse are how those things work, by the way. Just so we're... It's Niantic, man. They make their own rules. All right, fair enough. The Pokemon Go developer's vision for the metaverse is quite different from the one Facebook slash meta is promoting, which aims at connecting users in VR. Niantic's founder and CEO John Hankey, which, as we know, great name, Mr. Hankey, published a blog post earlier this year saying this approach relying on virtual reality popularized by Ready Player One is a dystopian nightmare. Niantic's vision involves creating an ever-evolving AR map of the world to make the real world come alive with information and interactivity. Be honest you with know, you. it doesn't need to. <laughs> be honest with you, they all sound like dystopian nightmares. Yeah. Oh, hey, did you want to escape to VR and like forget reality? That's a dystopian nightmare. What if reality was just nightmarish? <laughs> and not dystopian at all. <laughs> you know what? I'm curious to see what comes of all of it anyway. I've been pushing out more AR than VR. Mm-hmm. Just because I think there's a lot more possibilities with AR, but not in the way that these two are now fighting about it. I'm like, no, 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 no. AR does not need to be this all encompassing. No, no. Just give me actual Minecraft. Is that that hard? 
I want to see the block. I want to hit my thing down. The block disappears off. Just give me the Hollow Lens Minecraft. Yeah, seriously. Where the hell is that? Microsoft. I want to walk around my table and like dive down to bedrock. Yeah. Be dope. Spend four thousand dollars to sit in my kitchen doing that. <laughs> uh, those fucking uh, Warhammer people would love that shit, though. Like the uh, RTS, like uh, yeah, yeah, tabletop Warhammer yeah, yeah. people doing full three D scale battles because you're both wearing hollow lenses. Oh fuck yeah, be dope. Any RTS for that matter. Would oh be yeah, awesome. any RTS. Yeah, war- just war gaming in general. Yeah, to have a giant battlefield that you're controlling, you can see. Oh my god, tower defense. Oh, yeah, with a hollow lens. Oh, yeah. I'm walking around a balloons map. Like, got to yeah. troll on. Monkey, turn this way a little bit. Be so awesome. Uh, Netflix, number four. Netflix has appointed former president of games at Scopely, Amir Rahimi, as vice president of its game studios. Uh, Rahimi uh, worked at Scopely for almost two years, having previously been senior VP and Los Angeles general manager at Fox Next, the VR and theme park unit of 20th Century Fox. Didn't know they had one. Uh, Rahimi's previous experiences also include three years at Zynga and seven years at EA. If you're wondering what Scopely is, like I was, it's a mobile games developer and publisher whose claim to fame is Star Trek Fleet Command. Which I'm sure you've all come across those ads. Maybe not. I don't know. Yes, I have. I've seen them. Yeah. I know that of which you speak. I avoid that of which you speak. Because, you know, Star Trek. Yeah. Understandable. I got to keep up with my my persona. Yeah. And the truth. I I love Star I, I Star Trek's getting the same treatment Star Wars is getting it's getting from me where it's becoming prevalent again and I'm like you know old man like that's not my Star Trek you know like speaking of Star Wars we'll get there later ooh number five Tiny Build hey people at Tiny Build what up Tiny Build has acquired fellow indie publisher versus Evil and its QA studio Red Cer- 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 Cerberus. Yeah, I got it. With an upfront cost of $12.5 million, Versus Evil will continue to operate as a separate publishing label, one that specializes in RPGs and turn-based strategy games. The company is perhaps best known for the for bringing the Banner Saga trilogy and Obsidian Entertainment's Pillars of Eternity to market. Solid writing, Matt. I appreciate everything you do. Yeah, brining, you know, where you, where you salt it and and let it sit. For a little bit there. Brine it. Yeah, you know, you got to brine that banner saga and brine a little pillows of eternity. I understand. <laughs> uh, drop I don't know my about G. you. I don't know about you, but every time I play pillars of eternity, I brine it first. Yeah, exactly. That's the flavor. It's like a three-hour brine, though. Yeah. It takes me some time. You prep gotta. It. You gotta prep it the night before. You gotta. You gotta brine. Uh, Number six. North Carolina. Ayo, shout out. And see. Has established the eSports Industry Grant Fund to encourage gaming companies to hold their competitions within the state. The fund is targeted at larger events costing at least $250,000 to run and offers to reimburse up to 25% of the money such events spend on in-state goods and services, compensation, and benefits. 
The state's Department of Commerce will issue grant awards to qualifying companies over the next three years, with a maximum of $5 million in grant money committed in each year. The measure was proposed by North Carolina House Senior Appropriations Chair Rep. Jason Jason Sane, uh, which we all know Jasons aren't sane. Uh, oh, this is not just about. Don't even know. <laughs> oh, here's his quote. I'm sorry. Quote: This is not just about the esports competition and the gameplay. It's really about the opportunity to get all generations and groups involved in education and technology and really fostering that as a way that we build a world-class workforce for the future and higher-paying jobs for everybody, end quote. That's not what it's about at all. I love the statement. I love what he's trying to say. Yeah. You don't mention the Department of Commerce and then say, yeah, we really want to do a lot of good things for people, yada, yada. It's like, no, no, no. I like money. Got to make that dough. He's looking at all those other competitions. Give me, <laughs> give me that money. Uh, speaking of North Carolina, number seven, Epic Games has acquired rock band maker Harmonix. The publisher said that the developer will work alongside. Oh, wow, work along with it to create musical journeys and gameplay for Fortnite. Can you imagine? I'm gonna let you finish, but can you? All right, all right, <laughs> Kanye. <laughs> Can you imagine being bought, being a game developer, which Harmonix is like, you have rock they're known. Band. You have Rock Band, one, two, three, four, five, and every the Beatles and everything else under your belt. Can you imagine being bought <laughs> I know this as that. an add-on for Fortnite <laughs> to make musical journeys? Oh, God. Anyway, here's Thanos flossing. <laughs> Disgusting. It will also continue to support its existing games, such as Rock Band 4. Harmonix said that current DLC plans for Rock Band will continue until next year, while Fuser... Oh, my God, I forgot they made Fuser. While Fuser and other titles will remain on Steam and consoles. Also, the studio said it isn't planning to change the way it supports its older titles. You remember Fuser, right, Matt? I don't. (laughs) Fuser was like that weird DJ game where you would drop parts in from other songs. Ah, now I do know what you speak of. I have orange sunglasses in here somewhere from the Fuser booth. Oh, there you go. Get they that. were very cheap and narrow, and my head is too large. It's got a big head. That's... <laughs> you know what they say. Big feet. Big socks. Big shoes. And shoes, yep. Size 13s. Whoa. No, I'm not saying I, I'm saying I got big feet or anything. Move it up. Number eight. Uh, a lawsuit was filed on Monday because, you know, Lawsuit City against Sony Interactive Entertainment by a former IT security analyst that accuses the company of gender discrimination and wrongfully terminating her for speaking up about it. She claims that PlayStation Maker committed violations of the Equal Pay Act that were, quote, willfully deliberate and systematic, end quote. Uh, These claims include that it failed to prevent and investigate discrimination and harassment, that it discriminated and harassed unequal pay and failure to promote, uh, that it violated the Fair Labor Standards Act of 1938, not 1838, 1938. Say 1838, shit. That she was, quote, wrongfully terminated in violation of public policy, end quote. Uh, 
The lawsuit said Sony's management does not... Oh, probably. This is a direct quote from the actual lawsuit filing. Uh, quote, Sony's management does not provide sufficient oversight or safety measures to protect against intentional and overt discrimination or the disparate impact of facial... Is that facially? Like, what does that mean? Like, they're... I, you're correct, yes. I just think they mean, like, at face value. Okay, should, that makes sense. Neutral. Lawyer speak. Got to remember that. Impact of facially neutral policies and procedures. Female employees, including those who are female and those who identify as female, suffering from discrimination are without recourse, end quote. Just to be clear, you shouldn't rely on me for chopping up lawyer speak. <laughs> Listen, you you have a... An innate ability to explain things with confidence when you know very little about it. Is that right? <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> I will gladly, with a lot of confidence, explain how things work and then immediately go, all right, everybody understands? Cool. I'm going to leave now. And then pull up my phone immediately and start Googling what the hell I just said. <laughs> like, does that make sense? Close or is, enough. Does <laughs> everybody in there just think I'm full of bullshit? <laughs> Number nine, Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl have become the second biggest Switch launch of all time in Japan. Having launched on November 19th, 2021, the remakes sold almost 1.4 million units in three days in the country, according to data from Famitsu. The only Switch game that did better was Animal Crossing New Horizons back in March 2020, with 1.8 million copies sold in three days. Japanese people like their Pokemons. Americans like their Pokemon. That's true. Some would say too much. Some would say not enough. I would say too Moore much. More would say too much. <laughs> <laughs> Pax is evidence too much. Uh, number 10. Oh, no. Dragon Age senior creative director Matthew Goldman has left Bioware after a combined 19 years at the developer across two separate stints. Goldman's departure was announced internally by the studio's VP and general manager, Gary McKay. The two parties had, quote, mutually agreed to part ways, end quote. The email said, adding that Goldman's last day was November 24th. McKay wrote, quote, we understand that Matt's departure has an impact on you as well as the game's development. Rest assured, our commitment to a high-quality Dragon Age game has not wavered, and we will not ship a game that is not up to Bioware's standards. I don't know if that's a good thing. Uh, we, including EA's executive team, have absolute confidence in the leadership here at the studio and the and the people working on the game to carry forward our vision, end quote. So which version of Bioware standards do you guys like to be uh, pushing for? Andromeda? Anthem? All right. Inquisition? So... I had two things that popped in my head when I saw this. Okay. Either A, he was caught doing something he bad, you know, your normal sexual harassment sort of thing or whatever that seems to be running rampant. Or or uh they clearly were not getting along uh, as far as which direction to take the game and they were like, "Well, fuck this. Let's bail. I'll bail." Yeah, we don't want you to hear anyways. There's the door. Thanks. I want to think it's the second one. Because I feel like that's very easy coming out of Bioware. Yeah, I mean, that was... Honestly, that's originally what I thought. And then while we were going through the podcast, I was like, oh, wait. There's a lot too. of this other stuff going yeah, on. Yeah, there's a lot of other stuff going on. 
So, but I I would probably put money on the creative differences on, on the strong creative differences. Yeah, because it is the creative director, a so. guy with a combined nineteen years in the studio who saw the good times. Yeah, and sees the most recent times. Well, uh. I guess we can th- put the final nail in Bioware's coffin. Coffin. We're delaying Dragon Age again. Put it on the board. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! What a we shit need a show. Doomsday Clock for every game. Oh, don't worry. There's more shit coming. That's released to Bioware. Well, let's get into the stories that we didn't write full paragraphs on then. Mm-hmm. Except for the fourth one, which is pretty good, and second one, which are pretty decent paragraphs. Listen, they're all two sentences. All right, fair enough. Long sentences. Uh, number one, the Chinese government has blocked Tencent from updating any of its existing apps and mobile games or launching new ones. The South China Morning Post reports the measure is part of a temporary administrative guidance. Somebody wasn't giving them enough information, so you need to do everything more to give us more money. That's, yeah, that that is it. Uh, number two, the Epic Game Store is further expanding with the introduction of cloud gaming services, starting with AntStream Arcade. The retro-focused service enables users to play classic video games such as Pac-Man, Space Invaders, Earthworm Jim, and Mortal Kombat for free via streaming. Uh, Number three, Battle.net suffered from an hour-long DDoS attack Wednesday evening that targeted their verified customer service Twitter account. Rude. I I find it interesting that it, uh, so it there it was it was targeting their sorry my brain just went to bush <laughs> i just saw the circuits like <laughs> the like, synapse is ju- firing ju- and everything ju- 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 ju. you know what i thought of like what i assumed i looked like was when that bruce the iconic like the what the iconic bruce question that made no sense Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the Call of Duty the, one. The no, yeah, the it? Titan, it's Titanfall. Titanfall. It's the first Titanfall, and he's like, "How do? How are you guys doing that to Call of Duty for Modern Warfare?" <laughs> <laughs> That's like how I felt right then. Is I'm assuming how he felt at that point. Anyways, you don't know what you're saying, but you're just gonna truck push along, on, push on through. <laughs> yep. Um. Yeah, affected their Twitter account, but then made it so you couldn't log into Battle.net. Networks, it's man. it's one of those where well it's where they say that they targeted their verified customer service account. They might have targeted that for their Twitter thing, but they were DDoSing all of Blizzard's servers probably to get into that account or something. Mm-hmm. You know, I hear what you're saying. It, they weren't those two things are not related in the way that people think they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, number four, League of Legends 2022 World Championship matches will take place all over <laughs> the world. Things will start out with the play-ins portion of the event in Mexico City, followed by the group stage and quarterfinals in New York, semifinals in Toronto, and culminating with the finals in San Francisco. Pending COVID's not a giant issue still. <laughs> yeah, question about that. All um, right, answers. How long, do you know how long this that process usually takes? Worlds? Yeah. Uh, like, Worlds is like a month. So all of this is a month, or is there different stages? This will take like uh, a month. Okay. Isn't that kind of that seems kind of ridiculous to make teams uh, over the course of a month go to all those different? Or so do you, you think would, the idea that they'll so be... the play-ins is one group of teams? Okay, then four teams that make it out of there get put into the group stage, which already has other teams waiting for it. So some teams would never have to go to Mexico City. 
Okay, so there's like seating. If in yeah, if you made it from the play-ins to the finals, you'd have to go to all of these, obviously. Okay. That's your longest mm. trip. But if you made it if you started in group stage, that would suck. If you started in group stage, you don't have to go to Mexico City. And in order to get to the finals, you would still have to go everywhere. Either way, you still have to cross two borders. And if you're the China teams, European teams, you're crossing four borders to do all this logistical nightmare. So it's an interesting... You get one, two... Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Well, New York and Toronto are in the same time zone, right? Yes. So there's three time zone changes as well they might have to deal with. Mexico City, New York, then Toronto, it's the same, and then San Francisco. Yeah. Not counting where you originally came from. Yeah. Which, if you're, like like I said, China is seven hours to San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Well, not not like literal time-wise, but I th- there's, what, seven-plus time zones there at least. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Nuts. Yeah. It's, it's an, I like their idea. I just don't know because like play-ins is a week and then you'd have like two days to get to group stages and group stage and quarterfinals are like two weeks two to yeah like two weeks of it I think then semifinals are the following weekend but going from New York to Toronto is fine that's that's yeah quick other than just having to do the the border thing it's not like a far distance to travel yeah and then you'd have a week to get to san francisco for the finals 
but it's still like I'm I'm assuming the moment it you seems like a lot. It would probably be the moment that you made it on Sunday or Saturday out of semifinals to the finals. You would just hop on a plane the next day and just take the week being in San Francisco and like adjust yourself. Yeah, but it is a lot. Uh, number five, Sony has filed a patent for its PS5 faceplates. Why you didn't do that beforehand? Apparently, they had like a uh, I can't remember the terms that they used, but they trademark. had like yeah, they had like one type of patent. And then it was like, it was like, uh, there's a word for it. And I can't remember what it is, but it was like almost like a general patent. And now it's like a patent to actually like make things. Ah. And number six, according to a report by Deadline, Amazon is nearing a deal to develop a series based on the Mass, mass Effect games. So, uh, okay. Yeah, there's a lot of turmoil about that. Uh, here's my hot take. Ooh. It's just a bad idea. Oh, I agree, but like... Probably a bad idea. I guess it depends. Probably going to turn out bad. Here's my thing. It has potential to be good. That universe, in my understanding of it, mm-hmm. would work out well because it is a soap opera in space. Yeah. But, which I might be disingenuous to Mass Effect people. I don't know. I didn't play the game. I don't give a shit. Uh... But the recent everything around it and your inability to please anybody, no matter what storylines you chose, because Good Shepherd, Bad Shepherd, everything else, yeah. makes it very hard unless you're telling a story that's not Shepherds. Which all of that's core of the problem. Because like, the not universe right. is fantastic, but you know they can't get away from it. has got the Master Chief problem. Right, and... What we loved the initial idea of Halo 4, 5, 5, 5, my initial idea going into 5 was kill him. Yes. And that would have been crazy. But I also love the idea at the same time. I said they needed to kill Chief for reasons of other things, not because of like, what do you do with Chief? Like killing him would, would, or like having to actually like 1v1 him at the end of the game and have a moment where he just straight up kills you would be very character building going into actually a Halo six campaign. Spoiler alert, Halo five happened that we have to wait seven years for the next one. So there's a reason Halo five sucked. Anyway, I'm not saying it wasn't because I was writing it. The, <laughs> what would also be interesting though, is if they were doing mass effect and doing that universe and you're following a group, not, Unlike Shepherds, another type of thing, but you are constantly running into issues where, like, you know they exist. Mm-hmm. You're either following behind them and they're like wake, or you're helping one group and they're like, yeah, our blah 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 and whatever planet something something Commander Shepherd, and they're like, and you're the people you're following behind are like this motherfucker, always out here <laughs> getting in my way. Almost There's, like buddy cop, where it's just annoyance that you never see the other guy, and you're like, ah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's a million other good directions they could take it, but unfortunately, we all know that. Oh yeah, they won't. Or the typical shot: you land on planet, especially ship, ship is going away, and there's just the silhouette yeah. of somebody walking away, and you're like, was that? Is that? Especially oh. taking into account the thing from a couple months ago at this point, where. Henry Cavill was reading a script for Mass Effect. Yeah. So, like, you don't have Henry Cavill 
play anyone other than fucking, you know, your your man, your title character. Yeah, it'd be funny if he halfway through the series threw a wig on to be female shop. That'd be awesome. He's just like doesn't shop. Don't change his voice at all, but just playing femme shop. He's like, yeah, what's going on? And everybody's kind of like, are you wearing? He's like, what? No, I don't know what you're talking about. Because I've always been. <laughs> like, they do it enough to just break fourth wall of acknowledging what the game is. Uh, that'd be great. Anyway, it's been seven days. What have you been up to before we uh, we fight? Or do you want to fight right away? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I haven't really been up to anything. Playing Forza, doing the holiday thing. Um, a lot of Forza. Yeah, yeah. Good amount of Forza. Had to deal with uh, neighbors cutting down my tree and wrecking my front yard. Still have to deal with that. So, you know, life. <laughs> Not just wrecking your front yard. Yeah, they did some. They they did a job. Did a job. Ripped down the old cable line. Didn't tell us. Threw it in our yard. Uh, <laughs> tore the lever litting shit out of our front yard, and then filled it all with sawdust, like we wouldn't notice. Who'd have thought? <laughs> you know, like fucking asshats. Anyways, what have you been up to? Uh, not getting COVID. Classic. Classic, classic good practices out here. Uh, you know, I mean, that's really been it. Uh, playing, playing the wows, playing the football managers. Made it to December. We're making progress, moving right along. Going places. I'm in second in the league. Congratulations. Kenny is not. Suck it, Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, you know, we're, we're, we're doing things. Progress is being had. Uh, not to our first January yet, which is going to be very interesting because that'll be our first window where we can buy buy players or not buy players. And I don't think I need to buy necessarily, but I need to sell because I need some dead weight off this team. Sell, that sell, being sell. said, Kenny needs to buy, so we'll see what happens. Um, and I'm sure the CPU is just going to go buy crazy, and I'm going to watch just at transfers that 100% shouldn't happen. But you're like, oh. Killing Mbappe just got sold for $245 million. <laughs> so stuff like that's going to happen. And I'm going to get in. <coughs> I shouldn't have made that noise. Oh. Dying. I like tickled my throat just the right way. And it was just. Psych, he is positive. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that would. That would be too stupid. Um, the. The uh, playing Forza as well. Mm-hmm. You've actually gotten further than me in Forza, so one ham. Bravo to you. Doesn't happen in many games. Select few. There are select few games that if we we're playing them in roughly the same time, that Matt beats me in. Just as the nature of the way. Well, I, the trick here is I'm focusing. On, I focus on one game. Focus on that one game. I this guy feel, over here, he's got football I manager. It, I feel he's got wow. A little bit of Forza. Probably sprinkling a little Halo here and there. A little bit of Battlefield. A little bit of Battlefield. A little bit of the show. A little bit of Magic the Gathering. Yeah, see? See? <laughs> Fucking crackhead over here. Oh, it's that mixed with uh, like just it, just the, the nature of the way we play things or whatever. That is part of it. And then also there are just sometimes where like you just go and you get your chance and you get to do it and you, you're gone. The other game that I sprinkled in, though, Star Wars The Old Republic. Ooh, lordy. I pulled out that, that Sith Inquisitor. Doing a little lightning, lightning. Pew, little pew, zap, pow. Zap. A little zap, zap, boom, boom. <laughs> shoop, shoop. 
Any big revelations? Shoop Shoop Shoop's the other character. (laughs) Any big revelations? I enjoy it. It is. It puts me back to. Uh, it gives me the same. The same challenge that I like from doing heroic and mythic rating in WoW. Because. Well, except for heroic and mythic rating in WoW, I'm doing like with people I know and I'm having those conversations and everything. When I'm playing Star Wars, I'm not talking to anybody. You. I don't know where that card was. Uh, On top of the stack, it's on top of right now, I'm pretty sure. Should be a Yankee on top of a Yankee. If not, it goes to the left. It's on top of Devi. Yeah, Yankees on Yankees. Stacks on stacks. The, Sorry, uh, I'm kicking baseball cards. You got to stop that. I also need to put those away. <laughs> that is that is that might be a project for this weekend, depending on how everything goes. I need to just cut out the. I have the the like label things, kind of like how that one says rookies over there. Mm-hmm. And I need to just write on top of them each team, and then start filling them in. That's the whole plan. Anyway, unrelated to what we we're talking about, yeah. The, Star Wars stuff gives me from I'm running dungeons and like doing questing and stuff, and it's giving me the challenge that I get from playing WoW at a higher level. Playing, Scratching that itch. Playing low level WoW, or when I say low level, like doing normals, normal dungeons, heroic dungeons, or like mythic zero dungeons, I can just face roll them, and it doesn't make me have to think. When I get higher up, then I have to think again, like how do I want to do things or whatever. Same thing in heroic rating and mythic rating, less. Uh, even heroic rating kind of at this point is kind of like whatever. It's a walk in the park for the most part. A couple bosses where it's like, ooh, we got to pay attention, but not that many. Uh, Mythic is where like that challenge comes in. But when I'm playing Star Wars, it's I don't know what's going on. Like I'm learning boss fights and stuff on the fly. I'm mm-hmm. st- there's no like DPS meter. Yeah. There's outside. <clears throat> I could get outside parsing tools and like see it on another screen and stuff and like upload logs. But because I'm not doing any raids, I don't know if that's really useful. Mm-hmm. But it's just a matter of like, okay, do I feel like I'm doing? I, I'm do, I'm going through. I'm doing my rotation correctly in the open world. I'm killing things fine, and when I go into dungeons, we're doing fine too. But it's just like, all right, am I am I not dying here? Like, there's a I can't remember. Is it shipyards? I can't remember what the name of the instance is. But you get to the final boss, and he targets everybody with like bombs. Mm-hmm. And you need to, you all need to run over to this like plat. There's two platforms, and you activate you when you do it, it the first time. Everybody runs over to the same one. You activate the thing. You all stand there. The bombs all get dropped under the ground, and then you run away, and then they blow up. And then when he does it again, you go to the next one because he the one you use doesn't activate you fast enough. So you have to alternate as a group. Okay. Had no idea what was happening the first time I did that fight because no one told me. And I was just like, all right, damage, 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 damage. What is this stuff on me? Where's everybody else running to? Okay, go over there. (laughs) (laughs) And it was just very much, all right, I need to use the game knowledge, or not the the gaming knowledge I have of how MMOs and mechanics should work. Mm -hmm. What do I need to do? Yeah. And I, I of course, died to it like four or five times before I went, ah, got it, and then pivoted around. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, it was. it's fun to still have that kind of challenge. And, like, I don't have... I went and redid my entire interface to make it more for where I need things and whatever. And I'm like, all right, I feel like I can do this, but I need to size five, five or six levels off max level still. Mm-hmm. Now I kind of want to get there before the new expansion comes out. 
and I don't think I'm going to do any rating this at this point. Mm-hmm. Maybe after the next expansion and everything's kind of unlocked again, because I'm also not worrying about what gear or how I'm getting gear at this moment. Yeah, because I'm not max level, so I don't yeah, care. Just level one. Yeah, it's just oh, that piece looks bigger than the other one. Put it on. <laughs> That's yeah. all. But I need to get to the end, and I want to see like how gearing works and how everything else works. And no, it's just been an interesting time. And I'm only focusing on one character. I'm not. I have a. I have one that I boosted to seventy, mm-hmm. but the Sith Inquisitor is my main that I've played from the beginning of that game. Mm-hmm. So it's the one I'm trying to like stick with and yeah, know how to play before. Like, wow, I can hop on any character and play it, and I have no issues. Maybe not at the highest level, but I can play every character. Star Wars, I can play that character. That's. I would need to take like 30 minute stare sessions at if I switched over to that other level 70, which I think is uh, Imperial agent. Maybe mm-hmm. I'd have to sit there and hard stare at it and try to be like, all right. Okay. What does this button do now? What is it? What's my rotation? How does this work? Yada, yada. Where at least on the inquisitor and the way that I'm currently playing him with a madness build, I understand what I'm supposed to do. Mm-hmm. It's just a bunch of dots and then fillers and dots and fillers and dots and fillers. I can do that. Noise. Yep. I want to fight quick. I guess, yeah. What are we... We might not be really fighting. Maybe. I'm not going to actually pull up a tier list. Okay. Turkey. Turkey's controversial. We're going to do A, B, C, D, F. No S tier, just A's the top tier. A's the top tier. We don't we don't want to get it more complicated than that. Okay. It, typical grade school grades. I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't put Turkey in A tier. Ooh, interesting. It's probably B tier for me. I B tier, I think, is safe. I think A tier, it could, it could get there, but we don't need to get that. Nah, I have things that I want in A tier, and I can be okay with Turkey going in B tier. Light meat, dark meat, doesn't matter to you. Not really. I like a I like a little bit of both. Where do you stand on on the whole ham situation on, on Thanksgiving? I'm a turkey guy. Okay, that's that. I mean, I'm not a I'm not like against it, but I don't really have a horse in the race. I guess I feel like that's been a trend that I've noticed the past couple of years, where like both sides of the family have been like the ham, they do turkey and ham. So I think what you're gonna find, and this this might be, you know. I don't want to blow your mind. I think in a couple of years, their idea is to not do the turkey. I think the only reason they're still doing it is tradition. Yeah. I think they don't want to go through the effort that a turkey is when a ham is just there it is. That's I think fair. that's the reason that a lot of people have pivoted to ham because they're lazy. All and right. a turkey is a lot more work. All right. I, that's I, my, that's I get my, what you're saying. That's my theory because hams have been a lot more popular for a lot of things lately. And I think it's just because it's much easier and less time consuming. There's no, you know, oh, I got the bird out 24 hours beforehand and it's been in the oven since 7 a.m. yesterday. And you're like, oh, why? And now I got to sit here and cut it and there's bones everywhere. And uh, it's just the whole thing. That's why you see a lot of people. And it's what I would do if I was having a Thanksgiving alone, but I was allowed to go shop beforehand. <laughs> is you, they get like the turkey breast. Yeah. Because that's that that's the equivalent of getting a ham. Mm-hmm. All the work's done. You just yeah. have the meat. There's no prep. Yeah, 
the meat's there. Perfect. You're done. You don't have to worry about bump. It's just there. So I think that's the that's the issue. Well, you can put ham wherever you'd like. I'm not going to argue with you because I have no horse in the race. I mean, that's... A tier is not allowed. I'll break your hand on that, but... <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of like an interloper in the whole Thanksgiving thing to me. So, I mean, it's like a... Outside looking in? Yeah, like, I, I like it. I like ham. I think it's generally easier to make a good... Make cook ham well than it is to cook turkey well. Goes back to what I'm saying. So, I'm not... Uh, we'll leave it out for now. Just keep it simple. Stuffing. Route stuffing one. is Route like a, a tier for like me. Like plain, just stuffing. I'm a huge stuffing fan. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> stuffing's like a tier for me. I'm right there with you. Okay, stuffing. We don't need to argue about that. All I'm saying is that rice Chef's stuffing kiss. and the other stuff. Yeah, get out. I mean, traditional stuffing. Yeah, give me that traditional. At most, maybe mix like a little cornbread stuffing, because that's like the same thing. It's still yeah. just bread. Yeah. I just enjoy myself some cornbread. So I mean, that's whatever. Yeah. Stuffing's definitely a tier. Cranberry sauce. Um, I'm not a huge fan of cranberry sauce. Same. I do, I do, I have been eating it more as I get older, and I, I tend to like mix it with things. So like, what for whatever reason, I don't know. I don't ask questions anymore. My mom made some weird Brussels sprout like vegetable fried thing going well, on. Well, it's like, just good that you don't ask your mom questions because yeah, I mean, lovely which, lady, but she's insane. Roasted Brussels sprouts, delicious. And then my stepbrother was like, oh, a little cranberry sauce on that would be really good. And I was like, I'm going to do that. And I did my roasted Brussels sprouts through a little cranberry sauce on there. It was pretty good. Would I say, oh, my God, we need this at every Thanksgiving? I would not. So Interesting. Okay. If the, I'll put it this way. If cranberry sauce was not on the table, it wouldn't even like – I don't think I would even realize it. See, for me, it's like a, a D tier. Yeah, so it's low. So it's not like the worst thing at the table, but I, I again could care less whether it's there or not. Yeah, exactly. For me, if anything, all it adds to is the actual visual presentation because it's a little color yes. to the table. Yeah, 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 yeah. But if we're going for color, I can get other things that look red. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Go, Green bean casserole. Do you guys do that? No. See, I've never... I don't think I've ever come across that. Okay. So, like... I don't know if we're, It's always been a thing at our Thanksgiving. Green bean casserole. I'm a huge fan of it, too. I would probably, like... Pre-COVID, it would be A-tier for me. Ah, but Post-COVID, since, since it's significantly is... lower. So, like, the list has changed dramatically because of pre- and post-COVID. See, here's the other thing. Is we, we both have different I was gonna say families no shit <laughs> different dishes that we run into yeah like I think the only weird one you'll see for me for from us would be green bean casserole you say weird but that's not really weird because that that permeates a lot of tables yeah yeah from what I'm I just saw, saying like from different. what I saw on hot internet takes on terms of this conversation uh squash we do butternut squash See, D tier for me. D or Dude. lower. Because I'm just not a... I, I just don't care. So, post-COVID, butternut squash is A tier for me. Because oh, it tastes... That was the story I started to tell in the beginning. Is I found something that tastes the same as it did before, before COVID. Oh, okay. And that would be butternut squash. Interesting. So... And I've always liked butternut squash, but it was always just like something I... You know, it wasn't something I was like rushing to eat. But I... And I now I'm like, ooh, this is good. 
So I'm a big butternut squash person now. And and we cook it. My mom cooks it like almost like mashed potatoes. Like it's it's it has the same consistency as like a whipped mashed potatoes. Oh, okay. So mashed potatoes then. Mashed potatoes are pretty high up, I would say. Um, I mean, they're sitting next to, if not above, turkey. Yeah, when I mean, done, when done, like well. Yeah, I would say this is everything at its prime. By the way, we're not saying like, oh, but my blah 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 mashed potatoes aren't good. Like, no, no, no. We're saying I would say best, like if know. we're talking peak ma- peak mashed potatoes, yeah, yeah. it would it would easy B tier, uh, probably A tier as well. Yeah, so. Gravy, oh, I fucking love gravy. All right, A tier. <laughs> Thank you. I didn't put gravy on anything this uh, year, and it haunted me. Like, are you okay? The entire, I just like, I'm offended. Just the hecticness and everything. I didn't. It wasn't in a spot that I saw it. So like, I would have. I kind of ate, and then when I left, and I was coming home, and I had we had um, leftovers. Came home with leftovers. No, as you, and as like you do. I realized that I didn't eat any gravy, and I didn't have any gravy, and it just was like eat it like ate away at me all night. I was like, what the fuck? I mean, I would have taken shots of it with you. So, uh, <clears throat> are we forgetting anything? Oh, for sure. There's got to be something we're forgetting. Um, I mean, I can think of some random things, but. That is a very me situation. We do, we do, um, and this is because more because my mom makes it and it's become like a thing that like she, it's so good that we always make her make it. It's, uh, um, mac and cheese. Okay. Homemade. Obviously. Yeah. Oven, oven baked mac and cheese. So I respect that. That's solid. Not usually at my table, but yeah, I'm okay with it being at my table because I'd Um, eat the shit out of it. Yeah. Uh, what other weird? I mean, we can get to desserts in a minute. Desserts is a whole category because I'm putting two other things I know of that's on my table that at my table normally that I would push into the dessert category. I think that's scalp potatoes. No, we don't do scalp potatoes normally. No, nah, so good though. I do love scalp. For some reason, I don't know what it is. I fucking love scalp potatoes. For some reason, like no one in my vicinity is a big fan of them. What do we just need to make each other? Which, potato dishes and sit around on the porch. I know, which doesn't make any sense to me because you Sam would be so confused. <laughs> you'd think. Well, that's the thing is, uh, Samantha's obsessed with potatoes, but for some reason she's not like. Why does she not like them on ground? I don't know. Like it's not like it's not that she dislikes it, but she's never like. Never craving it. Yeah, which blows my mind because they're like amazing. Um. Yeah, I don't think there's anything else. I mean, we always have black olives as like a you know finger food. See, not an olive person, but usually if, uh, if we're a finger food, veggie platter, yeah. And you know, I'll cheese eat and crackers. All the, eat all the celery and grape tomatoes I can. Um, I feel like I'm forgetting something, but oh well. Oysters? No, don't do oysters. I'm not like a huge person in them. I usually tend to avoid them, but like my mother loves them. Yeah, yeah, baked, baked oysters. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and don't I don't think I've ever actually had baked oysters. I've only I I don't like seek oysters out. I've I've had them a few times at you know the local yeah, but you're not a big oyster you're not, bar. You're not a big seafood person either, though. No, but yeah. surprisingly though, like oysters and clams, I'm big. I like them. Yeah, which is so, weird. Yeah, I, don't know. I would. Ju- I mean, I would say maybe you're a shellfish guy, but 
No, that's... I hate hate shrimp. Which see is... you say that, but like I don't uh, I don't know anymore. You might uh, COVID might have changed you. That's true. COVID because might now you have might not me. taste shit because shrimp doesn't have too much flavor to begin with. That's true. I mean, like oysters, probably if anything, I double down on it because they generally are salty. You're and right. Salt is like a... the same thing. With, same thing with shrimp, though. Usually. Yeah. It can be an issue versus a, a raw shrimp versus baked shrimp because sometimes the baked will, or like grilled or whatever you want to call it, sauteed even, will take out some of the saltiness mm-hmm. so they don't have that same sweetness that you get from the clam or oyster. No. Uh, clam shrimp, so I will devour. Uh, at the same time, you did, you enjoyed crab the one time we did it. So I, I do mean, it love, was, it, I, was a, it was a crab burger, so a little different. But. Yeah, I'm usually a huge fan of crab. So um, Yeah, so it's just shellfish, man. Uh, weird. Oh, weirdo. Uh, back to the Thanksgiving though, bread. We got to be on the bread train. Oh yeah, always a good homemade loaf. We don't. Um, that's the one weird thing is my my family and my mom and stuff never really got into the whole bread making thing. So pretty sure mine is babka. So Polish background. Okay, delicious. Interesting. Interesting. I'd eat an entire loaf if I was left unchecked. Because <laughs> it's it's just this great bread with raisins. Okay. And I'm like, butter me up, and I'll sit there. And I would just eat the loaf with two hands on it and just sit there. I think I've had, I mean, I've had bread with raisins in it before. But... Yeah, it's bread, raisins, and it kind of, I think it has, I, I'm going to get corrected on this, because you, know par- you know the parents are going to come yeah. in my text messages immediately, but it's, I think it has a, poppy seed type of top okay it's like a very a, a smattering not a not like you get like a kaiser roll where it's just slammed on there but is there like some sort of like seasoning or herbs in the bread as well not in the one that we have okay. i think there can be though because i feel like, like i've had bread that had raisins in it but it also had like herbs in it that weren't you know like yeah yeah i don't know i think they're probably the same roughly Different Same idea, but different, different regions or something. Yeah. Pierogies. Don't do pierogies. We don't have a Polish uh, yeah, that's where thing we, going on. This is where we very much differ. Yeah. Do we hit desserts? We can hit desserts. I mean, we don't Pumpkin go... pie. Yeah. You have to. I feel like it's illegal not to have a pumpkin pie at Thanksgiving. And see, I found out a lot of people, or not a lot, I shouldn't say a lot of people, just enough people in my social circle were not fans of pumpkin pie. And at this point... They're not fans. They're not in my social circle anymore. I just don't like. Or as far as I'm mean? concerned, that's even better. I'm going to your place for Thanksgiving, and I'm bringing my own. Yeah, and I'm going to eat all of it. <laughs> if I have no one to share with, it's all more for me. I don't. Some I don't know. There's things in life sometimes where like someone's like, "Oh, I don't like pumpkin pie." It's like, all right, clearly you're an alien. Like, there's just something wrong with you. I don't know what it is, but something about pumpkin pie is just like everyone should like pumpkin pie. Yeah. That being said, apple pie. Uh, I, you know what? Now I'm throwing Thanksgiving out the window. There's two other dishes for Thanksgiving that are going to go into this. But at this point, I'm into a pie conversation. Apple pie? <laughs> I like apple pie. Good time. Peach pie. Um, You know what? I don't, I don't think I've had peach pie. The last time I had a peach pie, I was probably a little kid, so I can't make a. I haven't had a peach a pie in a hot minute. But that being said, my grandmother makes a peach pie that I would eat the entire loaf of her bread and then just eat the entire pie. That being said, any pie she makes or anything else she makes for the most part, I would sit there and eat all yeah. of. 
Peach pie seems like it'd be right up my alley, oh, dude, but I don't so want to make good. any like you know false so claims. Good. So good because I like peaches. Strawberry rhubarb. Uh, never had it. You've never had strawberry rhubarb pie? No. <sighs> cheesecake. Don't like cheesecake. Don't fucking pumpkin cheesecake. I. I don't know what it is with cheesecake. I just don't like cheesecake, which is weird because what's it's wrong with you. It should. It should. It should, be, it it should, should very much. It should go. Yeah. I it should know. check all the boxes. I don't know. That's just a weird thing. Oh, there's three dishes, actually. All right. Here we go. Let me grace you with three things okay. <laughs> that are some of my favorites around a Thanksgiving table. Okay. It used to be only two of these things. And then recently, the third one started getting added. The third thing, which I'll say is the first thing, used to be more of an Easter thing. Okay. Because it used to go with, like, our ham around Easter or whatever. Mm-hmm. I also might be getting texts from my parents that say, you've butchered which one went to which holiday. And for all I know, I ate dinner with the same people both times, and I'm just throwing food out there. So at this point, it's just food he likes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'll eat anything for Thanksgiving. There's just a couple things that need to be there. Stuffing, a little bit of turkey, a little bit of gravy, you know. I just need to do it. Pumpkin pie. <laughs> I don't know who I'm looking at, by the way. <laughs> uh, the One of them is, it, it's known in my circle as green fun. Green fun. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get, hold on. This green it's gonna, fun. I'm, yep, just run with it. Run with okay. it in your head for a minute. I'm I'm concerned. You but. know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna get the recipe so I actually uh, read this correctly. Yes, it's a dessert type dish, and it's green fun, and it's a dessert type dish. And I say green fun. That's what it's been. It, I'm pretty sure it has an actual name, but this is what it's been told to me since I was. But a wee lad. <laughs> I don't know. I mean. I, I don't even know where to go with this. Marshmallows. Okay. Milk. Lime flavor gelatin. Okay. Cream cheese. Crushed pineapple. Whipped cream. A little bit of mayo. I never... You put that all together and it forms this... I mean, gelatin kind of makes sense, but it's like this... Uh, I'm trying to think of how to... It's got the it's like a very thin pie filling, like kind of consistency. Yeah. But it's just dude, I'll like the consistency of like a dip almost. A little bit thicker. Okay. Like you couldn't you couldn't if you put a chip in, it would go in like a dip would, like mm-hmm. a but I'm talking like a pull it like out. a fresh dip, yeah. But you'd snap chips in it constantly. Okay. But it is I'm so good. Really confused by the ingredients to be honest with oh, you. Oh, trust me, so am I. And I've ate it for years all right do we know the real name or are we nope i didn't look okay. that part up all right that's that's fine i'm calling it what i call it and <laughs> y'all can live with it <laughs> green fun now there's another thing okay called surprise salad <laughs> you now, guys you'll be ready you'll you be ready because i'm gonna hit you with all all three of my i've known as these since i was as but a wee lad names and I've, I'm never going to change. I will know these names till I die, and that was what they will be called. <laughs> this one definitely has a name. Green Fun, I haven't seen, like, other places. This one will is kind of closer to, like, a fruit salad-esque type. Not, not really fruit salad. But I can't remember. Uh, somebody's brought this up before as, like, it's a named thing. Mm-hmm. And I can never remember what the name of it is. Mm-hmm. But when I've told people, they're like, oh, that's this. I yeah. can't remember what it is. But here we go. 
surprise salad. You know what? You, you take take a shot. Well, when you said fruit salad, I'm thinking it's like uh, like fruit salad. It's kind of more like mis- that's like a misdirection. Think of a dessert style thing, but fruit salad. I mean, well, like there's a there's a dessert type thing that I know of that has fruit in it and like marshmallow. I think it's marshmallow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like it's well, almost like uh, it's like fruit salad, but like a candy version of it, essentially. Okay, it's so like, it's kind of like that. That's mm-hmm. the thing I think that people confuse this with. Mm-hmm. And they're very close. Okay. This is going to be two large chunks of pineapple. Can't, you know, tidbits are best. The smallest chunks. Two large cans of mandarin oranges. Okay. Some sugar, some flour, an egg. One box of, now this is going to be weird, of a pasta that I'm going to read the Italian name. I'm going to tell you the number of the pasta. Both of those might not mean anything, so I'll explain it more. Okay. The Italian name is like Assini de Pope. The pasta number is 27. It is that very, very like bead-like pasta. Okay. Like very tiny. So, I mean, I'm talking like you'd throw it on a floor in a cartoon and they'd step on it and kick their... You know. Okay. It's very small, like beads. Mini marshmallows and Cool Whip. You know what? You lost me when you said <laughs> egg. I was like, "What? Just, the, just, where are we going?" One with egg. This? You just throw it in. Yeah, that's just the egg, and then you the, stir you, that then all you hit around. Me with the pasta, and I was like, "What the? Yeah, fuck? you stir this all around. You make it into this thing, and it's just I, I'd eat. I'd eat plates of this. I would. There, I've made this before. It makes like a giant bowl, and I would just sit there with a spoon. I, I'm. I'm un- not sure if I you are un- talking about hinged. Thanksgiving. Or the fucking food fight scene for Peter Pan and Hook. Both. <laughs> I don't know what the difference is. I'm just Except for I'm the fat kid that grabs my ankles and rolls down the thing because I'm <laughs> sitting here eating all of this. Oh. Is the third one like just as wacky? Kind of. Okay. Wacky in name, not in concept. The wacky name is Whoopty Doo Bars. <laughs> Can't handle this. <laughs> the concept. So we have green fun. Yep. Uh, surprise salad. Was that what it was called? Yes. And then whoop de doo bars. Yeah. All right. Just a, listen. This is my family wants to have fun when we make food. I just I whether or not that was I would also, like to know that also the origin have, stories for these. Like if they if they are genuinely something might have been brainwashing as a kid, or if they're like. Just, I just want to know if there's like, I need to know where this comes from. <laughs> Listen, the lore of my family. I don't even want to know sometimes. All right. So we get to the whoop de doo bars. Okay. Now, I'm going to kind of confuse this because I don't have this one written down. Hmm. But I think I remember. You need to take a shortbread cookie. Okay. So, I, I, not Milano's, but I'm trying to think. Like the plain shortbread cookies. Mm-hmm. Take a whole lot of those. You crush those. Okay. Those are the base. Using like a 9 by 13. Like casserole dish? Yeah, yeah. Basically that. That's your base. That's your crust. Your next layer is, I believe, like strawberry jello with strawberries in it. Okay. Like sliced strawberries. Then I believe the layer on top of that is... Oh, I don't remember. I don't remember where the bananas are in this. 
the layer on top of that is banana pudding. Okay. That I think you have the bananas in there, not in the jello. Or maybe you have the bananas in both. Whatever. There's strawberry sliced strawberries and sliced bananas, and it's a like, with strawberry their corresponding jello. layer. Yeah, it's either within the corresponding layer or they're both in the jello, and then the uh, banana pudding is just on top. I can't mm-hmm. remember exactly. And then on top of that is whipped cream. Skip put in the freezer. All of these, these last, all of these three things chilled. And then they solidify, and it's just sugary delight deliciousness. I could get behind these whoop de doo bars. I think you could get behind all three of them, but those are the only ones I could sell you on that you've heard the recipe of. Is there more? <laughs> no, 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 no. I just mean, like, if I hadn't told you what the other two were ever, mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, these are just desserts. And I never said anything else. And you had them, you'd probably be like, all right, yeah. I mean, maybe, not, I don't know. COVID you is a little different than per- previous years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think the ingredients definitely, I could I could see what you're saying. Because if, if you don't know, like, the ingredients make it sound worse than it is. Like, I could picture it in appearance just looking like any other, like, you know, and tasting like any other. Yeah. You'd be like, oh, that's just a whatever. That's a dessert. Yeah. But once you start like saying like there's fucking pasta in this, it's like all right, you lost me. And I think I think Evil has made surprise salad. Interesting, because I have the recipe up in in my Google Drive. Ah, okay. And I believe she made it at one point, and I think it killed. Okay. I think that's what happened. Well, so you all know, what I'm saying is maybe at some point we're gonna have to investigate some of these. Listen, we can investigate it, but I don't have a double broiler anymore. And that is needed for one of them. Double Green fun, I think. Yeah, because you need to melt all those marshmallows down. Yeah. So you use a double boiler. Mm-hmm. That's fine. You can you can mimic a double boiler. I can mimic one, but it'd just be easier to get one. Just get a nested bowl. I mean, I don't I don't have currently anything that fits inside the other one. Mm. I, I got stuff that would be able to do that. But it makes a shit ton. Like the the both those recipes are meant for bowls. well, if anything, like, it's like a win for you because like if I no, it's not. Like, that's not a win for me. If I don't like it, you know, or like you know, we can't. Yeah. You you get there's all also, of it and you like it. You there's just, also a reason I don't make one of my favorite dishes. One of my favorite dishes of all time. This is this is or? no no no. This is now we're entirely gone. We, we need to end this show. One of my favorite dishes is a loaded potato, uh, loaded baked potato and buffalo chicken casserole. And the reason I don't make it. Is because I've never part like uh, what's the word I want? I've never divided the recipe at all. Mm-hmm. I've always just made it, and it's meant for like six people. Like I've taken it to Super Bowl parties and came back with an empty tray. But if I made it here, I'd eat a little bit of it and then eat it for a week and a half. <laughs> and I, that's not even an exaggeration because I did do that one time. I made it and I had it for a week and a half. Yeah. Because it's just so much food. So I just avoid doing that. I still do, you know, decent amounts of things. Mm-hmm. But I do things that are a little easier to freeze after or something, you know, something along those lines. Or that I can eat in a week. Yeah. That is just a whole lot of food. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Crazy. Anything else? I got none. All right, cool. We will see you guys in seven days. And if you got any weird dessert things that are going to confuse Matt and I, send them. Because I'm curious. And if I've been wrong, I'm sure the family will correct me. See you later. Bye-bye. Even on a budget, 
Quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.